and welcome to another edition of the Believe Fantasy Football Show. I am your humble host, Fabs, and look who I got with me today. What a treat. The Hall of Famer, the legendary king, the hardest working man in the fantasy football business. You're like Apollo Creed. You have so many nicknames. It's Bob Harris from Football Diehards. What's up, buddy? You have this one. It's Fabs. How are you, sir? Uh, thanks it? for having me on. Uh, always enjoy my time spent with you, even though it's way more than I would like. That was kind of a compliment, I guess. Uh, anyways, circuitous <laughs> route to get to a uh, insult. You know what that was better than the Monday night game? Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know if I remember the NFL product being this kind of not good. <clears throat> I I have I have never. Well, I, I guess I wouldn't say never. I, I don't really fall asleep before Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night games end. Obviously, because we need to watch these games to know what's going on. Dude, I fell asleep at halftime. I did not see a second of the third and fourth quarter. And apparently I didn't miss anything. <laughs> Just very little. I, so we were talking about this last night on the radio program, the Football Diehards program on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And and so the, the question was, why, are we, why do we get such lousy games? And it's because the NFL is more interested in the drama aspect uh, than the game aspect, right? They're not thinking so much about the games. If they were, like I know, Fans are an issue and you have to take, you set them up so they can, you know, make plans and things. But ideally you would have like way more flexible schedules where you could move games to prime time that are actually relevant in the now, as opposed to what you think might be relevant in May. It's a, you know, it's a, it's always going to be an issue, but also, I mean, you can go back to last year. What was the, what was the first game? It was Seattle and Denver, right? Because Russell Wilson had moved, you know, why are we seeing so many Jets games? It's because they were wanted, you know, Aaron Rodgers to be on the field and, I just think, you know, they leverage and they, you can't know what's going to happen. You can't read the future. You don't know who's going to be hurt and, and how crappy games are end up going to end up being. <clears throat> but if you had some kind of, you know, ability to flex a little more is all I'm saying. NFL, I know they can't do it, but but that would that would be the answer to this. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck with the, uh, you know, the TMZ outcomes, you know, the the, the drama, the the storylines are more important than the than the uh, competitive nature of the of games. And you've got a quarterback problem in the NFL. You got a quarterback problem on the planet, honestly. You can't find 32 people on the entire big blue marble who could play the quarterback position at a relatively consistently good rate. It just seems like it's impossible. Uh, and then we obviously have lost more quarterbacks. Um, we've got four teams on a bye this week. Chiefs, no Mahomes, Tua's out, uh, the Dolphins being on a bye, no Jalen Hurts. I mean, this, this week hurts, uh, no pun intended. Uh, when it comes to the quarterback position, then Stafford uh, slash Rippon uh, with the Rams being on a bye. Uh, let's go through some of the bigger news items, though, as we get into the middle of week 10, which is crazy that we're already in week 10. And at the quarterback position, the two big stories are Daniel Jones out for the year, which means it's going to be Tommy DeVito or Matt Barkley against the Cowboys. Start that Dallas defense and expect like 20. Uh, and... The Cardinals, it looks like Kyler is coming back. If you have Kyler Murray, you've been hanging on to him for this long, Bob. It's been nine weeks. And your quarterback situation is maybe not so great. Uh, is Kyler right back in your lineup? I mean, define not so great. I mean, that's, you know, let's that's say, let's say you have, let, let, let's say you have this week, Jared Goff, who's got a good matchup, but he's on the road. Or say you have a Russell Wilson, uh, who's not got a great matchup against Buffalo. Is Kyler in your lineup? Uh, probably not with the with those options. I mean, like, 
yeah, I've said this a lot this year. You know, I don't need to play a breakout or, you know, I, I would like to see a little evidence. The thing about Kyler is, you know, first game back, we don't know how he's going to look. But also, I mean, he's played in an air raid offense since high school. This is a different kind of offense. I don't know how he's going to operate in this. I don't know how much effort he put in. I'm going to assume the best and hope for the best. And if I was in a position where I had to play him, uh, you know, I would throw up, you know, if you need a body and he's in the game, I would, I would play that. And he has a great history as a highly productive player. I don't know if the supporting cast is going to help him out. We'll see if James Conner comes back. I know we'll talk about that. That might help him out some. Uh, Michael Wilson was out last week. They didn't get a lot of production, you know, from the wide receivers in general beyond, you know, uh, Marquise Brown. There's not a lot there. Zach Pascal, I don't even think, got a target. It was like, we should say the Cleveland game was an outlier. There was no rushing production. Everyone was getting less than a yard per carry, uh, except Clayton Toon, the great Clayton Toon. Um, yeah. And so, so uh, you know, I, I don't want to put too much on that, but there, there's not a lot of great pieces around him. So, if if I had the opportunity, I I want to take a wait and see approach with Kyler Murray. Uh, the running backs you mentioned, James Conner. Uh, few people are as dug in into the news in terms of the injuries as Bob Harris is. <laughs> um, uh, trust me, I know that after knowing the man for well over two decades. Uh, Connor is eligible to come back. Uh, the Cardinals opened up the window. Khalil Herbert is eligible to come back. The Bears opened up the window. Uh, Devon A. Chain looks like he's going to be back after the bye. Remember, Miami is off in week 10. Uh, Damian Pierce was banged up, didn't play last week. Uh, what's the latest on some of these running backs that maybe we'll get back this week? And hopefully, uh, Connor's one of them. Connor seems more likely to me than Herbert. It's a short week and they just opened the window. So he's only got a couple of days to get ready. That seems less likely than Connor, although neither of them are sure things. Uh, you know, Connor isn't either, but, you know, Amari DiMarcado, I don't know that he's going to be ready to go again. So, that leaves them with, you know, the pieces that didn't fare well against no. Cleveland. And, and Atlanta's not a joke of a defense either, right? Atlanta can can be troublesome at times. So <clears throat> I would like to see Connor back. I think he clearly, you know, gives them a way better option than the pieces that are there. Um, I do think that, you know, if you're sitting here trying to try to sort out some of these guys, I mean, you should go out and check in your if you're in a league where the arcane rules don't allow for IR. And there's a lot of leagues out there that don't have IR. People may have had to move on from some of these pieces, including like Kyron Williams, who's like maybe after week 12, uh, he'll be back, HN, who you mentioned. But go out and scour that, you know, probably no one has had the let go of Justin Jefferson, but but look for those names, those big name players that are on IR that are getting close to coming back and, and maybe make a proactive move on them if they're available. Uh, one concern that I have this week is that Jamar Chase's back injury is going to keep him out. And he suffered that injury this past week against Buffalo. And you could see, man, I mean, he landed on his back hard. Uh, and there, there's already been some quotes from Jamar Chase that are, uh, let, let's just say, a, a bit cryptic. <laughs> um, it's fine. <laughs> let, let's, let's, yeah, let's hope he's okay. Uh, but Jamar and someone that we're going to have to keep tabs on this week. It looks like Debo could come back this week, yeah. right, for the Niners. Uh, Christian Watson was injured last week. Drake London did not play. Uh, Justin Jefferson, when are you, when are you hearing that Justin Jefferson could come back? Uh, it's been very vague. Uh, Kevin O'Connell started talking about it last week and he's, you know, I think it was last Thursday or Friday. He said, I don't have that information. That's the case still on Monday. I'm guessing if they were going to open the window, they, they'd be opening it already. So like, you know, I do think the win, you know, and Josh Dobbs gives everybody some hope and maybe that works in favor of the notion that Justin Jefferson comes back. But if you remember, when he got hurt or shortly after he went on IR, the reporting was Adam Schefter and all the various insiders that when we hit the four week mark, he'd have more imaging done us, more scans 
and they'd see where he's at and it might be a couple more weeks before he's ready so i'd be watching that one carefully and seeing you know but josh Dobbs was great and fantastic and the rushing ability is does him well but you know you look at arizona he, he started out a little hotter than he ended up so you wonder if that's not going to be a you know if we couldn't see the same pattern and, and also you know there's no cam Akers there now can they you know he could, they could he could be forced to be the leading rusher for that team right i mean alexander madison's not going great guns ty chandler doesn't excite anybody although people should probably be out there grabbing him on their uh waiver wire if they have room for speculative plays mm-hmm. yeah um yeah minnesota's offense it, it certainly is more talented than arizona's so that's going to help joshua dobbs and when jefferson comes back uh hoping he does we just got to keep the vikings in the playoff hunt that's right the that's the important thing from a fantasy perspective even if you couldn't care less about the vikings uh, if you've got any of their assets, especially a Justin Jefferson, you want to make sure uh, and hope that the Vikings stay active uh, in the win column. Let's put it that way uh, and stay alive in the postseason hunt. So uh, Jefferson has a shot to come back. Uh, the Giants, th- this isn't even an NFL team right now. Like for me, the, and I, listen, I hate the Giants. I'm a tri-state area Dallas Cowboys fan. So I hate the Giants. So I have no, like, I ain't crying any tears for this team. Uh, But they have had some pretty brutal luck. They could be starting Tommy DeVito this week against the Cowboys or Matt Barkley. Either way, start the Cowboys defense with confidence. Like, the Cowboys defense should give you at least 15 this week uh, in any kind of format. But you've got Darren Waller, who's out. And who knows if he'll even be back this season. The Giants aren't going anywhere. Their offensive line is shot to hell. Uh, and their defense has stepped up and played better in recent weeks, although they got crushed by the Raiders uh, and Aiden O'Connell. Uh, but what is there, and I'm going to talk about this later on um, with Saquon Barkley, but is there any giant outside of Saquon that you have any faith in whatsoever this week against the Dallas Cowboys? None. None, um, right? None. none. I mean, like if you're like – maybe contrarian plays in DFS tournament lineups, right? I mean, that's, you know, like Bellinger or something like that. Or Wondell Robinson would, you know, maybe, but, but I mean, honestly, you're just tossing a dart out there and, and hoping for the best and trying to be contrarian there. It doesn't get any more contrarian than that, right. uh, except for like Will Levis's first start. If you stacked him with DeAndre Hopkins, that was pretty contrarian. It worked out well for people. Trade deadlines are coming, Bob. <clears throat> and you know, I love the trade. You know, I love it. Bob and I just made a trade uh, last week, in fact, as a, a blockbuster. Uh, and I'm probably going to send them a million more offers before nah, the trade deadline getting, ends. You should, be, you should be worried. In the in the Dirt Dynasty, I'm uh, I'm getting uh, I'm getting little nibbles on Christian McCaffrey. People are interested. Oh, uh, all right. Well, I'll have to uh, I'll have to take a look and see what's going on there. So, anyways, I, I figured let's give the people out there some players that you want to trade for now. And maybe some players that you want to trade away. And I'm going to start with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's had three strong games in a row. uh, Well over 20 points in every single game. He's got the Giants this week. And the the one concern I have with this game is that the Cowboys are killing this team so badly that Dak doesn't play much in the second half. uh, And the numbers are a bit modest because of that. But he's got the Commanders. He's got another game against the Eagles. He's got the Dolphins. He's got some pretty good... Um, matchups moving forward, you're not going to have to pay an arm and a leg for Dak Prescott. Do you like acquiring Dak right now? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I, there's a couple of Cowboys I wouldn't mind acquiring. Tony Pollard's another one. His matchups have been pretty difficult up to this point. The games where his matchups haven't been as strong, he's been way more productive in the games where he has had the tough matchups. And going forward, 
the matchups get a little lighter. So you might find a disgruntled Tony Pollard uh, investor who might be willing to give up on him as well. So there's a couple Cowboys I'd be interested in. Uh, Derrick Henry, who he's been good. I mean, I mean, he's, he's not putting up like elite tight numbers, but he's been fine. He's been good. But look at his playoff schedule. He's got the Texans twice. In his career against the Houston Texans, he's rushed for over 200 yards four times. All right. Uh, including uh, 2019, where he did it twice. 2020, he did it once last year in 2020. He's just crushed this team. And he's got Seattle in the other playoff week. So you got Texans, Seahawks, Texans. Uh, he's also plays the Panthers and the Colts this year uh, moving forward. Derrick Henry, do you feel like you'd be able to pry him away from anybody? And if you did go out and trade for him, say what wide receiver would be a one-for-one -one deal for Derrick Henry that you would take? Um, you, you would have a hard time prying him away from me uh, for the very reason you said. But if I was looking to get him, maybe like a, a Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, one of those higher-end wide receiver twos, find him coming off a big game, hopefully, maybe in the case of, you know, T Higgins might be another one, you know, especially if there's someone thinking, wow, there might not be some Jamar Chase or Jamar Chase mm -hmm. this week. Maybe you could leverage him with uh, with Joe Burrow playing well. But it, it would take one of those high-end wide receiver twos on a really productive offense. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, who's coming off of two bad games in a row, I think you could buy <clears> low <throat> on him right now. Uh, the schedule, he's got he's got a bad game against the Eagles coming off of the bye. But then he's got the Raiders twice, the Packers, the Bills, and the Patriots. Right now is the time to trade for Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, I would agree with that. There, there's a, a handful of backs that I'm kind of interested in, you know, looking at the schedule down the road. Some of them you're not going to be able to get away from their managers, Austin Eckler being one of them. Um, I would say B. John Robinson is somebody you might be able to get away from a, a frustrated manager right now. Yeah. Uh, and the schedule down the stretch is pretty favorable. Carolina, Indianapolis, yep. Chicago in the, in the weeks that matter most. Um and you're probably not going to be able to get Josh Jacobs coming off a big game, but I like his late season schedule. And I like the way the offense was uh, the, the way the play calling went down. They really leaned on the run and that was kind of uh, beneficial. So you're going to have a hard time getting him, but you might be able to get a B John. And also, you know, some that I'm like, maybe looking to move on from Gus Edwards is like, seems like a really great. Yeah. So high, high yeah. candy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, a couple of wide receivers that I like in terms of acquiring Brandon Ayuk, uh, who he's been good. He hasn't been great the last few weeks. But he's got the Jags, the Bucks, the Seahawks twice, the Eagles, the Cardinals, yep. the Commanders. I mean, he's got really good matchups. And even though Debo's coming back, I, I don't care. Uh, I'm going to be trading for Brandon Ayuk. And then this one here might surprise some people, but I would go out and try and buy low on Hollywood Brown right now. Yep. Two reasons. First off, he plays the Steelers, the Niners, the Bears, and the Seahawks coming up. Um, those are really good matchups. He's got good matchups in the fantasy postseason. And Kyler's coming back. So what do you think about going out and getting Hollywood? Yeah, Chicago and Philadelphia in the in the key weeks of the playoff run, I think is a yep. is a great idea as well. By the way, you going back to Barkley, I mean, you know, there's a great sell high candidate because it's not going to get any easier, right? Oh, <laughs> and, and, we're, we're getting to that, my yeah, we, <laughs> I mean, we're getting to that. It's not getting any easier. So, but yeah, I'm I'm I think I agree with you on 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 both of those receivers. Players to trade away right now. I've got Trevor Lawrence on the list. I, I've kind of gotten fed up with him. And the problem is that he's not going to bring back a King's ransom because his numbers haven't been great. I mean, he's averaging 15 points per game. That's very unsatisfying as the kids would say, he's got the Niners, the Bengals, the Browns, the Titans and the Ravens coming up. So not great matchups. Trevor Lawrence is somebody that if I could move him now, I would, uh, you may be able to get a little bit more value for him in a two QB league or a, a super flex, but 
Uh, not feeling him. Let's go back to Saquon Barkley. You just mentioned it. Saquon Barkley has the toughest schedule yep. remaining for a running back. And he's got no quarterback. His offensive line is shot to hell. Yep. The Giants are going to have nothing to play for late in the season. If I have Saquon Barkley, um, I am desperately, maybe not desperately. I'm not going to give him up for fairly desperately. I want to move him. Yeah. I want to move Saquon Barkley right now. Bob, give me a wide receiver straight up that would warrant Saquon Barkley right now knowing what you know about their schedule and about the talent around him or lack thereof? Well, I guess it depends on what the person you're trading with knows about the schedule going forward, who you're playing with. I'm assuming that you're in leagues where everyone knows what's going on. I think you're going to have to, you know, probably uh, expect that that person is going to realize it's not a great place. But that here, here's what you're selling if you're trying to sell Saquon Barkley. The NFL right now is so volatile, the week-to-week matchups, you never know what the heck's going to happen. Yeah. And – if, you know, my bigger concern for Barkley is, are they going to even keep playing him, right? At some point, does it pay just to, like, shut everybody down and go? But 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 right now, you're selling the volume. He's getting tons of volume because he's the only piece they got. And I granted, that doesn't always lead to effective production. In his case, it has led to solid production. So what you're selling the, that person who you're trying to trade with uh, is that consistent workload. You don't get that with a lot of players. So I, I do think, you know, if I'm looking to move him right now, I'd be wanting a pretty high-end receiver, and I think I would be disappointed in what I got. Uh, Raheem Mostert is somebody that I want to sell high on also. Now, you can agree or disagree with me. It's fine. Uh, he's got the Commanders, the Titans, the Cowboys, the Ravens coming up. Um, the Jets, I mean, he's got the Jets too. The Jets are not great against running backs, but they're still a good defense, and he's still got two games against them. Uh, A-Chan's going to come back. And I God bless Mostert. I love it. I'm so happy that he's having a great year, but you know he's never been a durable guy. Uh, are, are you sticking with Mostert or would you rather trade him away? I'd rather trade him away. Uh, you know, you wonder if others will feel the same. I mean, it's going to be all about the price. He's still going to remain a startable commodity, even with HM back. We saw that. So and assuming he's healthy. So, so yeah, I mean, I'd be looking to sell him, but I'm not going to give him away. Two wide receivers that I think he could sell right now for a pretty good price. Jordan Addison, who's coming off of a so-so game, but I, I think there's a little excitement around Joshua Dobbs. Uh, and Terry McLaurin. Here's and I love McLaurin. I'm a big fan of McLaurin. I actually acquired him in a, in one of our dynasty leagues. But he's got the he's got the Giants and the, the Giants. And I know we can crap on them all day long. Their defense has not played badly, um, especially lately. He's got the Giants, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Jets among some of his tougher opponents. That's McLaurin. So I, I can see trying to flip him if you're deep at wide receiver. And then Addison, uh, you. First thing is you lose Cousins. And, and okay, Dobbs is fine. Dobbs is not even close to being on the same level as Kirk Cousins as a passer in the National Football League. He's not. And Jefferson's going to come back at some point as long as the Vikings are still relevant in the playoff run. So these are two wide receivers, Bob, that I feel like I can Do move. It now. <laughs> right, right. I mean, right now. The time is right now. The time is right, right now. now. Because, yeah, you got the good feelings, whether – Josh Dobbs was great as a passer. What I mean, he was better as a runner, right? But 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 the good feelings, the good vibes surrounding that team is right now. And so yep. move him now. Let's go to the waiver wire. Um, we have there's actually there's one running back, and, and I mean you can you can throw somebody out there if you think there's a, there's anybody else. Uh, but let's start off the quarterbacks. Russell Wilson is still available in over fifty percent of leagues on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. If he's available and you need a quarterback, go get him. I know the matchup's not great this week against the Bills. This is more of a long-term. It gets better. 
move. Detroit, yes. New England, Chargers down the stretch yes. run into the playoffs is a fantastic uh, schedule. So I'm with you there. I would be looking to acquire him. Russell's the guy I'd go first, and then I'd go after Dobbs if Russell's not available. Running backs. It, is it Keaton Mitchell and that's it? Uh, not in the leagues I'm in because Keaton Mitchell was snapped up weeks ago. Well, in leagues that we're in, okay, but I mean, we're not normal people in normal leagues. So Mitchell's available in a ton of leagues, right? It's going to be a murky three-man committee, and uh, and and so, but but like, that's not the only one, and uh, we're all playing pieces of some of those right now. If you're playing a Cleveland running back, it was a little less murky this past week, a little less Pierre Strong, but he's still there. So you know, those backfields can be beneficial. Look, this is how the NFL works now, people. There are not a lot of guys to get those true feature roles. That's why. I suggest playing up the volume of a Saquon Barkley. That's a kind of a rare thing right now. Yep. Um, but yeah, all these players are kind of, uh, you know, are usable commodities in the portion of the season we're in. Uh, and, you know, you got the week 13, the huge Biomageddon coming up again. So, so yeah, I think Keaton Mitchell's a player you should, you, they should be rostered in way more leagues than he is. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, uh, surprised that Tank Dell's not owned in more leagues. 50% of leagues is available on <laughs> Yahoo at the beginning of the week. Uh, Demario Douglas is available in over 60% of leagues. He's the number one wide receiver for the Patriots. I get it. They stink, but still, uh, you're, you're looking for anybody, right? He had a decent oh, yeah. game last week. He's getting targeted a lot. So Demario Douglas, who like was not really on our radar, uh, five weeks ago is now somebody who is give me your thoughts on, uh, Quentin Johnston because he did nothing against the jets, but it was a bad matchup against the jets. He's got the lions coming up. That's a better matchup. You know, is he going to be like startable in fantasy, do you think? Or is he kind of no. just depth bet, no. you know, for, for your no. bench? So last week they used him in a little differently. They were going for some big plays in this game against the Jets. I don't know if that's his lane. I think if you keep it shallow and you go across, just get the ball in his hands in short term. But but the problem with Quentin Johnston, <clears throat> if you listen to the draft Knicks, and I do because I'm not one, so I pay attention to people who I trust. He's a body catcher. He's not a great catcher of the football. At this point, right? He'll be, I'm sure he'll improve <clears throat> and they'll get more out of him. But I think right now that offense is down to, you know, three playable pieces on a weekly basis. The quarterback, the top wide receiver, the running back, and the tight end is a viable streamer. Um, but beyond that, I don't want to dig in. Now that Josh Palmer's not there. And who knows, Jalen Guyton, further removed from his return, he just was activated this week. Uh, he may become, you know, he'll he'll be a limiting factor for Quentin Johnson. So until I, you know, I don't feel a need to, to push the envelope on that one. Uh, Cedric Tillman, if you're in a larger league, um, according to PFF, he had four fewer snaps than Amari Cooper and had nine more than mm -hmm. Elijah Moore. Yep. And you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones got tra traded to Detroit. So Tillman, if you're in a larger league is worth a look. Uh, people, Bob, are going to be looking for help at tight end, especially those who have Dallas Goddard or had Dallas Goddard. Uh, Goddard's now going to be out for uh, what a minimum of four games with the broken forearm. You know, we're hoping that we could potentially get him back in time for the fantasy postseason because he had been, you know, playing pretty well at a really thin position. Uh, out of Jonu Smith, Luke Musgrave, and Kate Otten, uh, who do you like most moving forward if you're looking to replace Dallas Goddard? I mean, I think we're at the point where we just have to admit that Arthur Smith is a thing for other Smiths. Uh, yeah, he does. Smith, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you know, just like I'm in on all the Harris's. Go, Najee. Um, and yeah. Damien, I, I've, still, I've still got your back, man. Um, look, you know, took that screen pass, 60 yards, great play. It's longest play for the Falcons this season. Uh, five catches, 100 yards. Um, he now has two of the top 10 tight end receiving yards performances this season. 
Travis Kelsey is the only other tight end with two top 10 receiving yard performances this season. I'm not saying that Johnny Smith is Travis Kelsey, but in a world where we are streaming tight ends and even the like the star tight ends, the guys we're counting on, don't give us consistent high-end production. Uh, John Smith is in that group of players that has that upside in his game. I'm probably playing him. Yeah. Uh, Kate Otten is coming off a huge game. The matchup's not great this week uh, for Otten against the Titans, so keep that in mind. Uh, Musgrave also does not have a great matchup this week in Pittsburgh. Uh, John Smith is certainly the guy to go out and get. So right. but before, before we close up shop, uh, I want to talk about a handful of players. I want to get the opinions of the great Bob Harris on a handful of players who have maybe not been performing up to expectation. And I argued yesterday on fantasy dirt that Devontae Adams is no longer a must start player. Like if you're starting him every week and not thinking about other alternatives, you're being lazy. Um, let's start off with Devontae Adams. He has had single digits in four of his last five. In the one game he didn't have single digits, he had 12. Uh, Aiden O'Connell's the quarterback. They're playing the Jets this week. Devontae Adams is a stardom or sit him, Bob. I, if, you, if you have, say if you have, I don't know, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. Um, how, about, how about if you have Jacoby Myers? Yeah, I mean he's been better. He's been right. He's been better than Devonte Adams. But I, I feel like starting Devonte Adams now, like some people are gonna be like, well, I kind of have to. Well, don't do you? Like wide receiver is the deepest position, so like there could be alternatives, right? This is a conundrum, right, for managers. I mean, you know, being mindful of the fact that Devonte Adams over the course of his career has averaged like two points per target. You know, I mean, it's if awesome, he's heavily. But- if he, if he gets heavily targeted, you know, that, that upside is still there. So I guess I'm comparing him, you know, to the players. Like I'd start out a feeling over him right now. Yeah. I would start maybe Michael Pittman Jr. Over him right now. Uh, there's a handful of players. I think that, you know, that, that have risen up Jordan Addison, probably still in, in that range. Puka Nakua, if Matthew Stafford comes back. I mean, there's a lot of players who you've probably developed uh, that, yeah. that are legitimate decisions. So, I am a big proponent of divorcing the name from the numbers uh, and the, and and from the draft capital you invested on a player. I mean, at this point in the season, players have defined what they are. So uh, again, I think a lot of the reason, a lot of the times that we don't take these star players out of our lineup, they just end up clogging our lineup and keeping us from actually succeeding. Um, but it's the fear of missing out. We're going to miss out on that big game. You know, it's coming. He's going to have that big game. Well, sure he is. Maybe so is the other guy that you're going to play in his place. Maybe the other guy you're playing in his place has had more of those big games and is more likely to have a big game. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with you. How long do you wait? I mean, it's been five weeks now um, with Adams. Cooper Cup, uh, do you keep him now or do you try and move away from him? Uh, he's had two <laughs> bad games in a row. Uh, actually, is it three bad games in a row? And two of them were with Stafford. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you forgive the Rippin game because Rippin's he's, he's Rippin. You know, so um, is Cooper Cup somebody that you want to trade for now? Or do you want to hold on to, or or do you feel like maybe like this is the start of some bad things to come uh, moving forward? Both those things can be true though. Right. I mean, I, you know, again, we're playing a game of probabilities. Uh, The probabilities, the, you know, the, the, the high, the, the positive end of the range of possible outcomes is fantastic with Cooper cup. And I don't know that he's not still that guy. Maybe we're seeing signs that he's not, maybe it's it's a more systemic problem. Um, But I think if I was a gambling man and I found someone willing to give up on him cheap, I would probably be gambling that he is, closer to the upside uh cooper cup than the than the non-worthwhile cooper cup uh let's uh let's go to dk metcalf and 
DK Metcalf has quietly not been good the last three or four weeks. Uh, in fact, I believe in his last three or four games, he's averaging nine points per game. Uh, this past week, he did next to nothing. Is DK, who has got a matchup this week um, that's very favorable against the Commanders, <clears throat> is he somebody that you're trying to buy low on right now? I think this is a Geno Smith question. Um, right. Well, Geno Smith's been awful. Yeah. Right. That's right. that's been that's been a big part of the problem. I think I'd be I would be trying to buy to buy low if possible, especially given the matchup this week. Okay. Um, running backs. We already talked about Saquon. Um, Tony Pollard. And you know me. I mean, look. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I love the Cowboys. Tony Pollard has been a disappointment this year. Now he's got the Giants this week, and he falls into the same category as like, yeah, I'm afraid the Cowboys are going to be crushing this team, and Pollard's numbers are not going to be great in the second half. Uh, go back and see what he did against the Giants earlier in this year in that same scenario. Uh, are you selling uh, Pollard? Are you I'm trying buying. to acquire him now? Like, w w what are you feeling about Tony Pollard? I'm buying. I'm buying. I think you know, there's a couple of things here. You know, the the schedule has not been you know not been great for him, right? Uh, in the games where he should have excelled, though, where the matchups were fairly easy, he did it. He has excelled. He's averaged uh, well over 15 points per game. I mm -hmm. want to say in the in how many games was that? Uh, about half the games, right? And then the other half of the games, he's been horrible. Uh, yeah. Going forward, the schedule is a little better. It's like the 10th toughest. I think that's pretty reasonable. Uh, the, the interesting thing about him, maybe this is as much about how you know he's being used. We remember last year, and I think we all do, when Skip Pete, the, then the running backs coach, told us that the Cowboys had decided that Pollard was best with a certain number of snaps. And beyond that, he's not as good a player. Uh, maybe we're seeing some of that. Also, yeah. you know, I talked to our friend Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News a week or so ago, and he pointed out the number of runs where Pollard hits his top speed, like 19 miles an hour faster. In past seasons, that's been like close to 5% of his runs. This year, it's below 2%. It's like 1.7% of his runs. Is that indicative of Mike McCarthy running him up the middle, not using him effectively in space? That might well be. And so, but the volume again is there and the matchups get a little easier. So I'm a buy and uh, hopefully he can break some loose. I think he bulked up a little bit too. And maybe that's been an issue. From your lips to God's ears. Final one, Ken Walker. Last two weeks, uh, Zach Charbonnet is playing a bigger role. Uh, you got the commanders coming into town this week in the great Northwest. Uh, concerns about Ken Walker, or are you trying to go out and get him right now? I might be trying to go out and get him right now. I'm looking right. for looking for disappointed managers. Uh, it's it hasn't been great. I, I'll grant you that. And, and Charbonnet is doing more. You wonder how much of that goes back to the injury two weeks ago. That seemed to be the more limiting than last week. So I'm hoping this week we get back to the full workload. The, the Pete Carroll history we both know is he he tends to stick with the the primary guy as to the degree he can. So I'm hoping that evens out over the over the stretch run here. Bob Harris, you are uh, a great man. Hmm. We we see that over your shoulder there. Um, that is not a plaque to uh, signify the greatest OnlyFans uh, site. It is Although to I'm signify. Great that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is to signify that he is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Bob Harris, where can everybody out there find you if they don't know already? Uh, FootballDieHards.com is the website. You can find me on the Football Diehards YouTube channel, the Football Diehards radio program on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, and at Football Diehard on the social media. I try to keep it simple, people. Fans.com slash Football Diehards or OnlyFans.com slash Bob Harris. There you go, smartass. <laughs> All right, Bob, you're the best. And uh, who knows, maybe uh, in the near future, you and I will maybe do a few uh, episodes of the Fantasy Dirt program together over at SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87. 
Make sure you check out Football Diehards. Make sure you check out Fantasy Dirt. And make sure you're checking out the Believe Fantasy Football Show right here uh, with your friendly neighborhood fantasy analyst, Michael Fabiano. For the great Bob Harris, the legendary king. Everybody out there, have a great week 10. Hit those waiver wires, and we will see you on Thursday where we will break down Bears-Panthers. Oh, boy, I can't wait for that one. And the rest of the Week 10 slate. We'll see you soon. Thank you.